Welcome to the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Sacco. I'm a longtime spondy looking to bring the community closer to give the community a voice. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Enjoy and learn what is available to make your Hello life Hello and better. welcome to this week's episode of the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast. As always, I hope everybody is having a wonderful week. You know, this has been just a really good week. Weather hasn't been too bad, so, you know, for me, I've been feeling pretty good, so I hope for you, you've been feeling pretty good. And with that, please go out to spondypodcast.com, sign up for the newsletter, and while you're out there, please go ahead and, if you can, leave the show a review. Just like this review that I want to read that came in, and this was a great, just touching review that I really am appreciative of her leaving, and it reads... I have been listening to this podcast ever since I was diagnosed in January 2022. I have been feeling so down about not being able to take care of my two children who are under two. You mentioned in the podcast today that your children won't know what they are missing out on and won't resent you for it. I can't tell you how much I needed to hear that. I have been in pain their whole lives and limited to what I can do. Thankfully, they will not know me any other way and will love me for what I can. And that is so true. I said that in an episode way back. So I know you're listening to old episodes. So thank you for that. And what I mentioned was that my whole life, I I was diagnosed at 14. So I have never really known not having AS. I, I, I should say I can't remember not having it. And so through my kids' whole lives, they've always known that dad has had some limitations. Now, it wasn't until they were all a little bit older that I was on crutches and then a cane. But for the most part, that's all they know. Uh, my youngest was four years old at the time, and I think she's uh, 17 now. So what is that, 13 years that she's known me to walk with a cane or be on crutches? So she really doesn't know any difference. Did they miss out on anything? No. Now, they did miss out on some things because we were divorced, uh, their mother and I, and so I was not able to be around them as much as I would have liked to have been. But that doesn't mean that they look at the relationship they had and say, oh, my dad is less than. You know, no, that's not how it's viewed. And nor will your kids view it that way. If you're with your kids, you're reading books to them, you're listening to them, you're playing with them, you do what you can do with them and they'll be grateful for it they won't be missing out on anything. So don't ever let this disease make you think that you are not giving to spouse, to kids, to family, all that you can give. You are. You have limitations. You have to accept that. And you have to then turn around and give what you can give. And for most people in your life, that's going to be enough. And if it's not, then they don't belong in your life. So I hope that doesn't sound too harsh. You can only do what you can do. Again, Holly, thank you for the review. And I really, again, appreciate all you listeners. So with that, let's get on to today's episode. So for today's episode, one of the things I want to do this year, highlight what other people are dealing with. And sometimes I can do that through an interview, and I hope to have some of those coming back in the future. Other times, it's just finding good stories like last week's episode and kind of reading it, dissecting it, adding my part to it, and then 
that gives you a good idea of what others are going through and again helps to layer on some additional knowledge for you as to things you might encounter or have already encountered or are encountering right now. So one of the things I really encourage everyone to do is go out to ankylosingspondylitis.net and axialspondarthritis.net and join both of those websites. Those are powered by people that have this condition, and there's so many great, great articles out there. And that's where today's article comes from, is ankylosingspondylitis.net. And there's a column I found by James Hollins, and it, it struck a chord with me. Now, I don't know James, but this article was just so spot on. And this article is called What Ifs. From my perspective, it really made a lot of sense and really, I think, highlight some of the concerns that those of us with AS have and, and some of those things that we look at and really get nervous about. So James goes on to write, with something like ankylosing spondylitis, there are so many physical effects of the condition that it's sometimes easy to overlook the mental effects that it also brings. One of the main mental aspects of having AS is worrying about the future and overthinking about the potential negative implications and changes to one's life that this may bring. Being diagnosed with a chronic condition is scary enough because there is no end in sight. Sadly, there is no magic bean to eat that will fix our misbehaving immune system. This makes it easy for the mind to wander and think of all the what-ifs that our conditions may lead to. That is so true. Now, as I said earlier, I was diagnosed at 14. Because I hadn't met anybody else with AS, Yes, um, it really wasn't like, here's what you're going to develop to. There was no internet at the time. There was no ability to Google it. And that's probably good because it probably would have scared the hell out of me. I guess ignorance is a blessing in my case, because for me, I just kind of went on and, and knew I was in pain, knew I was having flares, didn't know that's what they were called at the time, but was going through all these things, these changes, but never really considered how would it affect me as far as future things. I, I guess I guess I did, but I, I don't know. I guess it's been so long, maybe I really don't remember back as clearly to that time frame as I, I should, but he, he is spot on. There is no magic pill. You have have to accept it and then figure out a way to overcome it. And so he goes on to write my personal thoughts. When I was first diagnosed, I found myself thinking about so many different negative scenarios that might happen to me as a result of my AS. Some intense Googling sessions allowed my mind to wander and really worry myself about what the future might hold. Over time, I realized that these were ridiculous things to think about, but I'm going to share a few of these concerns and explain just why they were all unfounded. And I agree, that's what I just mentioned. Thank goodness I didn't have Google or YouTube or any of these items to really take my anxiety and, and just throw it up to the next level. So he goes on to say, will I walk again? The most immediate concern to me was that I was almost completely immobile and every inch of my body was in pain. I asked myself, what if this is my situation for life? It took James eight months to realize that the intense pain and his inability to move was not a permanent feature of his life. He said, once I started on my medication and implemented my daily stretch routines, I saw incredible improvements, he goes on to say. He said, I can now move around freely. Yes, there were some times when he was stiff or in pain, but it's a miles from the condition that he found himself in initially. And I can certainly appreciate that. I've 
told the story before that when I was 14, 15, 16, it could take me 30, 40 minutes just to get out of bed. I would have to slowly inch myself and the pain was excruciating from my hips up my back. And I would just have to slowly inch myself to the edge of the bed and then roll off and fall on the floor and then kind of do a push up to try and get up. It was horrible. And you know, this sounds terrible to say, but I can remember times wishing that I would just go to sleep and not wake up because the pain was so intense. But obviously, I'm very happy I did wake up. I'm very happy that didn't happen. And it does, though, create a lot of anxiety for those of us with AS. On top of the physical debilitating issues that we deal with, issues that nobody can see what's going on inside of our heads, that can be just as painful as the physical side of it. And that's the one that I think really is hard for people to come to grips with that don't have AS. James also wondered, will I forever be alone? He says, I was a young man enjoying a single life, but he asked himself, what if nobody would ever want to settle down with me and I would spend the rest of my life alone? He goes, I also debated whether it would be able to convince a girl to be with me and would his condition be a burden on her? You know, and that's something I found. And I think as I've gotten older, I wonder now, I deal with that myself on a day, daily or weekly, however you want to look at it, and wonder if because of now with my cane, my hunchback, the leg brace I wear, I kind of wonder that myself. And so that's, you know, my anxiety getting the best hold of me. But I know that a lot of us go through that. Some folks, as you'll read online, say it, they no longer date because of it. I, I don't choose to go that route. I, I believe that there's still that person out there for me. So I just keep looking. But that is certainly a very valid condition, a very valid thought. It goes on to say, if you also have these doubts, please know that your chronic illness doesn't define you or take anything away from you as a person. You are amazing because of who you are, and anything that comes with your condition is not a burden. It's a minor inconvenience at most that doesn't change a thing about who you are. And that is so true. Next, he says, will people judge me? Well, prior to his diagnosis, he only saw arthritic conditions as being things that the elderly experienced. He didn't see it as a particularly sexy thing to tell people about and wondered if people would judge how he feels a certain way if he told them that he had it. He goes on to say, I couldn't have been more wrong about this. Ever since I started opening up about my journey with chronic illness on his Instagram page, the love he's been shown has been overwhelming. The support I have received, he says, from friends, strangers, and people I vaguely knew has really allowed me to accept my condition. I haven't been judged or treated differently at all. The only change is that people ask me how I'm getting on with my conditions, and I really appreciate this. That is so true. You know, again, as you look through this, if you open yourself up to discussions, I think you'll find that there's a lot of people that they may have AS or some other chronic condition, and they're very willing to listen. You get to listen to them, and it really builds bonds with people that you may not ever meet, but you both have these similar life uh, stories, these life situations that can really develop into some good friendships. So then James goes on to say, well, here's a big one. Is my life over? He says, perhaps the most pressing concern for me was that any kind of plan that I had made for my life would be thrown out the window. I was enjoying my life living and working abroad as a TEFL teacher and was very much hoping to carry on. I worried that my condition would scrap any of these plans and lead me down a path of eternal unemployment. 
He says, I recovered just in time for the COVID pandemic, so my plans to move abroad would have been impossible with or without his condition. However, my condition did lead me to discover a new passion in my life, writing. What started as making crude Instagram posts joking about my conditions turned into putting together articles about the use of cryodon slang. If you've read this far, hopefully you don't think I'm too terrible at it. Although I still hope to venture overseas in the future, I'm grateful that I have been able to find a new passion and I'm excited to see where it takes me. Well, James, I think you've done fantastic in the writing and expressing your feelings and my ability to share your feelings with a wider audience and hopefully bring more to read more of your writings through ankylosingspondylitis.net. I think, I, I hope that everybody listening will go and check out James's articles. So then he finishes up by saying, recognize these are what ifs. Of course, it isn't as easy as me telling you not to worry about these things. But I think it's important to remind ourselves that these fears are all hypothetical situations. The best thing to do is take each day and situation as it comes. Yes, it's possible that these things could potentially happen in the future. But stressing ourselves out about what the future might bring could end up impacting us in the present. Higher stress levels can sometimes lead to flare-ups and have further implications on our mental health. Having a clean state of mind is so crucial for battling a chronic illness. He finishes up and says, I'm a big believer that everything happens for a reason. Your life may be different because you have a chronic illness, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it is for the worse. And that is so true. You know, I've said this before. I started this show more so out of just trying to get some thoughts off of my mind onto a verbal paper, so to speak, because I really just felt frustrated. And as I read at the beginning of this episode, that review from the young lady was fantastic because that feedback, it's just so great to hear from everybody and get all sorts of feedback from folks from around the world to let me know that, like I always say, we're all in this together. So please go to spondypodcast.com. Feel free to leave a review. Shoot me an email with your story. Check out some of the things that are on the webpage. And with that, I hope everybody has a wonderful, wonderful week. And I look forward to talking to you next week again. Take care and have a wonderful day.